0: hey, this is the moment you've all been waiting for. Mills gets the snap. Davis looking. Davis in the pocket. Now dancing out to the left. Wants to run with it. Mills. The ball is out. It's a fumble. And there's a scrum for it. There's a fight for it. Texans say they have it. Who's got it? Mills fumbled on the scramble. Who recovered? Willie Gay comes out of the pile. And Kansas City has it. Texans turn it over at the worst possible time. Hand off McKinnon, running left. He's got room. 20, 15, 10, 5. Unbelievable. Game over. McKinnon with the TD run in overtime following the Texans' turnover. And hearts are broken in Houston. The Texans fall 30-24 to 24 to the Kansas City Chiefs in overtime. A gut punch. What a way to lose it. Sports Radio 610 presents The Drive with Sterner and Q-Play.
1: Ah, The Drive is live and in color on a reaction Monday. Hey, fellas, this is a good reaction, Monday.
2: Better than better than the oh. uh, the last few, there's no question. No, or that, better than the majority this year North, for damn sure.
1: This in a 1 and 12 and 1 season. That the record is now.
2: 112 and 1, baby. Good. 14 games into a 17 game season. Good hell. Uh in a 112 and 1 season, this is
1: I I I honestly even in the win against Jacksonville, to me this is the this is the best I think a Texans fan could feel at least about the product. What they watched, um, the, the few of you who came out there, will address that. The few of you who came out there, that watched that, and you sat at home and watched it. This was this was a good one. This was a good one to watch, Clint. So uh, yeah, I mean it, it, it's a gut punch, as Vandermeer said,
2: but uh, but overall, you, I think you got to feel good about. Is the it a effort, fumble? Uh, yeah,
1: and, and what happened yesterday?
2: Yeah, yeah. Look, so I mean, the the, the it, it's uh, we Sean and I were talking about it last night on the post game. I mean, I'm here for a gut punch. Right, I mean, being a Texans fan right now is if you get to experience the gut punch, then the product was significantly better than expected in a rebuilding season. When you get to experience a gut punch versus the Cowboys versus the Chicago—I mean, the 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 Kansas City Chiefs—those are those are good things because those are expected blowouts to where, I mean, your gut is gone by halftime, and so yes, it's it's unfortunate that. The tech. The game ended the way that it ended, but the way that the game flowed. Hell, even the way that regulation ended, and then and then overtime uh, started. Uh, you know, you got to feel good about the Texans until Frank Clark um, bats the ball out of Mills hands, and 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 they're they're right there in field yeah. goal range already. What was that? I, obviously, you know, you, you disappointed at that point in time, but the product that is the Houston Texans. I was happy with yesterday.
1: Yeah, I want to get that from you out there on the trailer will and frame text line as we go through the day. Uh, how did you? Did, how did you feel watching it? Did you feel good about the Texans watching that game? You can answer honestly. This is a safe space. Did you feel good about the Texans watching that game? But Clint, they win thirty or they lose thirty to twenty-four to the Chiefs in overtime. What were some of the things? Just within that game, a lot of time, a lot of times, Clint, we, you know, we, we we're scratching and clawing to try to talk about something in a game that happened because it didn't really matter. Yeah. But this one is one. What, what, what jumped out to you about that game?
2: Well, I think the the biggest thing is that when you get into a game with a team that on paper is significantly better than you, uh, you put a good plan together on both sides of the football. You go out there and and look the the penalties that the Kansas City Chiefs committed were a problem, 10 for 102, right? It felt like
1: every every third down yeah. they were extending drives. That's
2: a major problem. Penalties. Turnovers, you lost a turnover battle, major problem. Uh, and and that's exactly what it was going to take for the Texans to be in this thing late. Now, you got the turnovers. The Texans went and converted, got 14 points, right? You look at the penalties, and, and from my perspective, yeah, Kansas City committed penalties. But when you look at the pass interference penalties in, in particular, the, those, were, those are, are penalties, in my opinion, that the Texans forced by being more aggressive, both with the play call and with the quarterback, buying time, holding the football a little bit longer, keeping his eyes downfield, and extending the play a tad bit, if you will, and not immediately getting to the check down like we've seen Davis Mills do time and time and time and time again. This season, he he held in there. He took the shot to Chris uh, Moore. Penalty. Took the shot on the t- on the the uh, what would have been a touchdown should have been a touchdown catch by Jordan Akins. Penalty. I mean those are those are penalties that are committed by Kansas City. But I believe the way in which the Texans played offensive football and the way that their quarterback played it lent itself to getting those kinds of calls, right? And and they benefited from it. So I I think big picture. Not not through the Texans lens, not necessarily through the Kansas City lens, is you go, okay, a better team came in, committed a bunch of penalties, turned the football over, and the Texans capitalized on those penalties and on those turnovers and were in this thing uh late in the ball game. Now you get late to the late in the ball game and you go, Okay, now you gotta have the Jimmies and Joes that can go out there and make a play. And the Texans in this particular moment. It's it's leaning on the quarterback and, and the quarterback fumbling the football, but I think big picture they just don't have they're not at a level, don't have the guys, don't have the scheme, don't have the belief, don't have the ability to go out there and when the game is on the line to go to go make a drive to win the ball game, even if it's just forty yards show to get in the field goal range, they just don't have the and- they don't have the, the 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 recipe to make that call it finish call it whatever the hell you want. They don't have the recipe for games to come down to one final drive and them come out on the good side of that more times than not.
1: And, Dirty, that's what we've talked about, right, this year. Of, boy, we would love it that these games end up like this. Because now you know what it is. This was a game where really it came down to, I believe, and watch the whole thing, they were the tougher team. I believe their staff outcoached their staff. And that may be the best staff in football. The Texans outcoached the Chiefs. The Texans Chief. outcoached the Chiefs staff, and that might be the best staff in football. They were uh they made less mistakes, they were tougher, they were more physical in this game. They did everything they needed. But what this game came down to was in a pinch, they had Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey. All right? When they need like when they really needed to play, like, you know, Mahomes Throws five incompletions and yep. threw it forty-one times and made big plays and, and Kelsey's getting ten for a hundred plus and they got they had dudes that could go and just make plays you know to 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 slow the game down right and 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 to make and the Texans just didn't have as many good guys as they did and we were saying this year if we could run into games like that then you know all right it's just, it's the personnel yep it's the personnel they get better players they'll be in it. This is like one of the first games this year, truly, where it was like it came down to like they just didn't have enough bullets in the chamber when it came down to can a guy make a play? Can a guy make a play? There are many times on third downs where you knew maybe where the ball was going and they found Travis sure. Kelsey to, for, to make plays or, sure. they, or, or Pat was able to make a play with his legs yeah. to extend plays. And to me, if you're a Texans fan, all right, I can I can go with that because sure. it's just it's just dudes that you feel like you already knew that was the problem.
2: yeah I, I couch this game squarely in the column of this is how I expected the Texans to lose ball games not not necessarily versus the chiefs, just in general is get to the end of the ball game and you go, okay, you can pick out a handful of drives or a handful of plays on both sides of the ball and say boy if you if the talent just gets better, you got a, you, you got a, a, a much better chance of of winning a ball game right? I, I do want to take the, the a few minutes show and talk about the the uh, the decision makers on, on this football team i, I lovey pep and Davis, right those three guys when i look at at what they were able to do yesterday i i, I thought they did a tremendous job i i thought lovey had his one lovey had a team that looked like they were going to quit on him about three weeks ago I mean, it looked like with the Tennessee game and the Cleveland game and a handful of games, it looked like this team was on the verge of tuning Lovey out and and one two three Cancun in this thing after 18 weeks. They were ready, right? That wasn't the case yesterday. These cats came out to play. So tip the cap to Lovey Smith for having the squad ready to play. Tip the cap to Lovey Smith, the defensive coordinator, for having a plan to keep everything in front of him uh, and 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 rally down and force these guys to go 15 plays and, and force Pat Mahomes to be uh really, really conservative and and precise underneath in order to keep drives alive. And, 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 and Pep Hamilton on the other side of the football, I thought he did a tremendous job with Brandon cooks out, Nico Collins out getting the tight ends involved the way that he did uh, having Davis Mills ready to play the way he did. Um, I, I know that they, they weren't really a hit. They didn't really work, but the, the the what what I think was kind of a a, a one off to that two court that that D- Jeff Driscoll system, if you will, trying to put two quarterbacks in the game, trying to do some things creatively early, um, didn't work. But again, I, I get it, I understand why. Um, I, I thought I thought the decision makers, the game planners, the designers, the play callers, um, the, and the quarterback that handled the rock every single snap. Uh, I, I thought they did a tremendous job. And getting this game to come down to to one one play,
1: Clint, I, I, I'm telling you, for me, and I said it on the cross the cross talk. This is the Texans have had a lot of games where you felt we felt frustrated, like they should have won. Yeah, right. The, the Indy game, the Chicago game, uh, the Denver game. There were several games. This to me, by far, was the most impressive performance they had this year. And I I, I see I see this coming in on the text line a few times right here is as someone in on the trailer wheel and framed text line uh, saying how much was it that the Texans were playing better or Kansas City was playing to the level of a crappy opponent it seems to me that the last two weeks uh they did that with the Cowboys and the Chiefs listen I can get with that last last week I think they caught the Cowboys off guard I think the Cowboys at home I think the Cowboys understood a little bit I'm gonna tell you what these are the two teams the Texans are the team that I know the most about in the NFL. Cover them every day. The next team that I know the most about are the Kansas City Chiefs. I've watched every second of both of these two teams' games. The Chiefs were coming into this game focused and ready to play. This was not a game of we. There have been some performances this year where we've thought like, "Well, I wonder did the Eagles how much the Eagles really came and gave, right. and how much of an effort <clears throat> they really came and gave, and how the Chiefs." had an awful performance last week. Patrick Mahomes lost the MVP, hold on the MVP to Jalen Hurts. They've been talked about all week. There's a wonder, and they've been talking all week about being focused and getting back on track to getting themselves right. This was not a game where they came into the Houston Texans thinking, oh, this is sorry-ass Texans. We're going to go. No, they had focus in this game, and they could never pull away from this. The Texans weren't just catching them off guard. The Texans, as you talked about forcing penalties, the Texans forced turnovers. This wasn't a Mahomes was running and he dropped the ball or some freak turnovers. No. Tremont Smith drilled uh, Juju Smith-Schuster and forced a turnover. Uh, 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 Mario Addison drilled Pacheco and forced a turnover. Like These were hard-hit plays in which they forced this. This was not fluke stuff. They forced penalties. And that's why to me this was impressive. They played one of the best teams in football that was ready to play them on a road field. It was I mean it was 70 and I feel like I'm being generous. 70% Kansas City fans in that place, right? And they came out and they played like that. This was more impressive than Indy, more impressive than Philly. This this was more impressive because I think they got, they had the attention of the Chiefs, and they still were the tougher team. And honestly, you could say the better team through most of the game.
2: Yeah, look, I, I mean, I, I agree, show. I, I, I agree that the Texans went out there and, and played a better brand of football than expected, and and I believe the Chiefs played and took them seriously. I don't think the Chiefs went out there and played down to, to down to anybody. I think the Texans just took it to them. You you look at some of the moves that Lovey Smith and Pep Hamilton. Were able to make again. They overcome the wide receivers by using those tight ends, right? That was absolutely beautiful. Yep. I tell you, I tell you another thing that that uh, Pep and Lovey did. I just
1: wish they used Jordan Akins more. I just in that in, in that game, I just sure. I, I just wish they they used him
2: more. Yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they, when you you got they got a lot going on. I mean, they're 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 trying to trying to use this Driscoll Cat thing, and and, and it took them a while to figure that out, um, you know, and and then. <clears throat> you, you, you're, there's clearly is a bright spot on this football team. We're trying to get him involved. Uh, I agree with you that Chris Aikens. I mean Chris Aikens. That's an old punter from college. That Jordan Aikens is a guy that um, that that needs to be fed the football in these situations a little bit more in in, in some creative ways, in some Travis Kelsey ways. And Pep's got to be better at that moving forward. But uh, but when they do go his route, boy, he 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 uh, he makes plays. Um, the other thing, show that was that was huge, man. And I love this move in, in, in hindsight. Moving Titus Howard to guard mm. with Chris Jones inside and and really making him a non factor in terms of just being so disruptive you can't even play offensive football, which was a fear for this offense coming into this game with Chris Jones on the other side. If you remember Dexter Lawrence in the Giants game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I that that I, I thought that was that that was really good. In fact, uh, you know, we talk a lot about in the, over the last several years. Bill O'Brien era of, uh, of Texans football was we cross-train our offensive linemen. And, and I think Titus Howard played out of position playing guard for two years in his career, right? Way too much. Um, I love the fact that they settled him in at tackle. This right here is how you use an offensive lineman that's versatile enough, uh, has the experience. It's why you cross-train guys. Not to change it every game and not to – no, in a pinch, when you when you won, you need your left guard is out and you need a replacement. Your backup left guard is injured and 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 couldn't play the whole game. And you're up against probably the best defensive tackle in the game today, most disruptive defensive tackle in the game today, and you move Titus Howard in there because he can play guard and he is better in passing situations than than the rookie Kenyon Green um, and anybody else, if we're being completely honest. And and you're playing that caliber player, Chris Jones. I, I thought that was I never thought like okay that that I never even let my I, never, I don't maybe I should not think deep enough, but I never thought that they would move Titus Howard inside. But what a move! What a what yeah. a great decision, a great plan to put Titus Howard in there. And really, how how I mean, you talk about a cat making himself some damn money. I mean, it's one thing to go down there and play guard, play out of position, like you know, survive a couple of seasons. But play right tackle the whole season, do well, and then in a pinch, bump down inside versus Chris Jones, and, and he's pretty much a non-factor. I mean, good gosh, Titus Howard. What what a decision to put him down there. Yeah. And a hell of a job by Titus Howard.
1: No, it was. Yeah, he went, he went head head to head, and they were lining up Chris Jones across from him a lot. It's not like they were lining Chris Jones over AJ yeah. Cont they They were lining him, lining up, and he and he was he more than held up. Um, all right, uh, as we are approaching the holiday season you're looking for an edge uh, in your betting especially for the bowl games coming up. check out the uh, cash the ticket that podcast helps you become a smarter better on pro and college games cash the ticket um, and uh, and I'm telling you it'll be it'll be a big help for you check out new episodes every Thursday and Friday on the odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. All right, coming up, Davis Mills uh, had one of his better performances, one of his better performances of this year. What do we think about the quarterback system? What do we think about the quarterback system and what they did yesterday? We'll discuss that coming up next.
2: It's a Reaction Monday on Sports Radio 610. Here's The Drive with Sterner and Hughley.
0: Third and goal from the 12. Here's the snap to Davis. Looking. Davis firing to the end zone. Got a man. Flag down. Touchdown. Jordan Akins. The Texans retake the lead. Did I mention to you guys I like Akins?
1: Yeah, I was listening this morning. Andre, where is he? He's a bigger Akins fan than I am. Andre I mean, loves him. I- Andre, and
2: Andre's a fan of, of a, a good product being put on the field. And, That's right. and, and, and a, like, I love I've always loved Andre Ware and I tell you, I think I think you find out a lot about people in times like what the Texans are going through and I'm talking about all of us. Like I mean you, you gotta you gotta dig deep down oh, you with, when you covering a one and twelve and one chief. You, you you gotta dig now. And and Andre is just one of those guys obviously haven't played at the highest level and, and was an absolute beast on, on the field at the quarterback position. I mean it it's it's hard, it's hard to hide your feelings sometimes when you when you just see see just bonehead calls or plays or or drives or situational football and and Andre a couple times this year Andre you, you could sense man he's he's seen enough of of just the bad football and and then yesterday obviously greatly appreciated uh the good the the good football the the much improved Texans product that was on the field no no doubt
1: Well, yeah, what you and Andre have in common is the quarterback situation. All right. You all both play quarterback uh, in the NFL and in college. Davis Mills. um, Yeah. Listen, when you look at the stats, you'll see that he only threw for 121 yards, Mm -hmm. something like that. Uh, But he played well. He played Mm -hmm. well and, you know, didn't have any turnovers until that, you know, that final play where he, he lost. Uh, lost the ball when Frank Clark came and stripped it from him, from him. But Davis Mills, like that Davis Mills, that's kind of what you would hope and you would see this year is the ability to make some plays.
2: Yeah,
1: I, I mean, not, he's not going to be on the same level as the dude he was playing on the other side against. Just not that he's not that player. Sure.
2: I mean, right, nobody is. Nobody,
1: yeah. <clears throat> and, but, but this is what you were hoping to see more. And I understand he only threw for 121 yards, but just the play. Overall, this this was one of his better performances, I think, since he's been here the last couple years.
2: I, to me, it was the the most impressive performance that that I've seen from Davis Mills. Um, and, and I think the th- the point that I want to make about Davis Mills, in hindsight to this ball game, is I know what fans felt when Davis Mills fumbled. I know what I felt when Davis Mills fumbled the football, and my my in hindsight looking at it is i i, I want to make this point is it was unfortunate it was a great play by the defense you can say ball security got to hold the ball tighter okay it's great whatever the texans are not in overtime with the chiefs if davis mills isn't precisely playing that style of quarterback this is the first game that i've seen davis mills play the quarterback position the way it's supposed to be played versus trying to be some robot and do exactly what Nick Casario and Lovey Smith and Pep Hamilton want him to do, like literally finding the check down, right? He held the ball. He bought time to allow routes to uncover downfield, made a couple of those throws. We've already talked at length about a couple of those throws turning into big chunk chunk gains because there was a pup p- on the other end of it. Um, That doesn't happen if Davis Mills isn't holding the ball and buying time. Made a couple of plays with his feet. Had a 17-yard touchdown run. That doesn't happen if he's in a hurry to find Rex Burkhead or a hurry to get the ball out or a hurry to throw it away or in a hurry to avoid the disaster and avoid the sack when you're in field goal range. He was playing a brand of football that I believe we could all appreciate. Had we seen – 13 games leading up to this of that brand of football, the outlook on Davis mills right now would be totally different. Now, did he lose a game late in overtime? Absolutely. But I want to reiterate the Texans would not have been in overtime with one of the best teams in football. If Davis mills was still playing that find the check down game that they've been preaching into the media and that he's been playing really since the season started. So that That is just a product of he's out there trying to make a play. It's happening at the wrong time. That's it. Happened at the wrong time. And and, and if it doesn't bounce off his knee and shoot 20 yards downfield, then, then maybe it's a different outcome. You know, maybe maybe you look at it and you go, hey, man, Frank Clark made a hell of a play chasing him down from the backside. I mean, that's that is a football play that went, in my opinion, went in the favor of the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm not at all – Disappointed with you what you got a
1: little football horny watching him yesterday.
2: I did, I did. I I, can I see mean, I it in your eyes. Right well, now. it's just one where you look at it and you go, okay. So that made me football. Like hard. where's that been? It, it it takes me back to okay now. I know it's in him. I know I know it's there. And and how how, do, how have we been? How have we been and I'm telling you, I watched the game yesterday through the lens of finding the check down. Like I'm at a point where with Davis Mills, when he's in the ball game – just gonna do it. forget trying to stop fighting it, huh? That's it. So I'm I literally I'm looking at the check down to see if the check down was open. And then if he throws it down the field, I'm like, oh, okay. Well he didn't rush to the check down because he could have threw the check down to Dari Gumbawale. Hey, and a couple of times he missed down the field. And I'm like, check down was open. I wonder if they're gonna wonder if they're gonna pull the reins back and tell him to find that check down. But but he didn't. I mean, there was there were times when he ran. Checkdown was there, and he ran. He flushed the pocket and ran. He played the, the 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 quarterback position yesterday. The way that you have to play the position in order to give your team a chance to win. The conversation about Davis Mills again yesterday's game in a vacuum. Boom, just that one ball game. The question about Davis Mills isn't can he play? Can can he can he go out there and put a team in position to win? Can he make the throws? You know, can can he buy time and make some throws? Can he make some plays? It's none of that. It's does he does he have it in him to be the guy to go? Okay, we got one drive. Get on my back. We to go get in field goal range. Right. That that's to, today to me about this one ball game. That's the takeaway. Is I still don't believe that Davis is ready, and this team, not just Davis, the whole team is ready to go. Okay, we got one drive. Let's go. It's like when when Pat Mahomes got the ball at the end of regulation. Mm-hmm. I was pretty confident that they were going to get down there and get in field goal range. Did I know that, that Andy Reid was going to arrogantly take the air out of the ball and what and, was and that? Uh, I mean, I don't I mean, he could have he had plenty of time to make that a chip shot if not score a touchdown and he just shut everything down what once they got that? inside 52-yard attempt. What was that? Unbelievable. And
1: he's missed an extra point. He's been struggling really all year long. Made no sense. Made no sense and, whatsoever. I mean, that was Third and 11, yep. you got the best quarterback in the world and and an unstoppable receiver out there for them, and he threw a swing pass.
2: Unbelievable. Man. <laughs> like, it was crazy. Yeah, I, I, I didn't understand. I, I thought I thought they arrogantly just took the air out of the ball and said, we can go, we're going to go ahead and get this thing over with and get out of here. One yards. We're um, with that. But, but the, my point is, is even with – and look, I, I think the Chiefs are going to have a very difficult time come playoff time just because they just – They they can be suffocated. This team, if they're playing like this, this team can be suffocated. I mean, this team can be squeezed really, really tight. Even with Pat at quarterback, and it's it's just one of them deals where you. I still felt like, even the way, like I feel like I'm kind of a little bit of an outsider in terms of like I just think that the lack of explosion is going to be a major problem to get the playoffs. I think some people think they're going to survive that. They're going to be okay, and they'll still – Pat will find a way. But
1: they, well, they need McCole Hartman more than they, Big time, more right? than they thought.
2: But but the thing is, is, even with all that said, and even with like, – like explaining where I'm coming from with the Chiefs, I'm looking at it, and I still felt like, all right, they're finna go down and get a field goal. Range. And my point in saying that is, it's not about the Texans being bad. It's about the confidence that I have in Pat Mahomes, and not because I like Pat or because we've seen Pat do it a million times, Right. And somehow, some way, everybody in America knows Travis Kelsey's the target for Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs' offense, and he still he still goes and gets open willingly, no matter red zone, between the twenties, doesn't matter. He gets open. I just I feel like hey, those guys are going to go make that play. The Texans ain't there yet. Davis Mills no. ain't there yet, clearly, um, and we saw it unfold that way yesterday.
1: But they were a lot closer yesterday. No question. I know, listen, I know people don't like moral victories, but they were that that was surprising. They were a lot closer. Uh, than what you would have thought they would have been. All right, uh, coming up, uh, we're going to meet with a, I mean, a legend, Ed Tuttle Jones. He is a uh, is kind of a, a legend ambassador for the Texas Bowl coming up between Texas Tech and Ole Miss. He's going to jump on with this coming up next. It would be fun to tell and talk some stories with uh, one of the best to ever do it. Ed Tuttle Jones coming up next.
2: It's a reaction Monday on Sports Radio 610, live from the Twin Peaks Studios. Here's the drive with Sterner and Hughley.
1: Yeah, uh, as uh, Ed Tuttle Jones is uh, is going to join us coming up here in about five minutes. Uh, Tyler, real quick, can I get um can I get a little bit of that uh, boys to men? Real quick, man. I think it's uh, I think it's time. Yeah, man.
2: Oh,
3: who's this? What happened? What I miss? Tyler had to shut it down, man. What did he do? He wow, had... you had me play this for myself. Oh uh, yeah, I couldn't tell you. Couldn't even put wow. it right now,
1: so you couldn't see it. Had to throw it. Had to, had to fake you out a little bit. Clint, uh, uh, I hope you're. I hope you're following Tyler beasting. right now, as uh, Tyler had to give it
3: up, man. He Wait, finally give up, got, what, give up it, what? He finally got a new uh, Twitter <sighs> account, man. He had to start a whole new one, man. He Had to start all over, man. If you're a follower of uh, at T-Mill Real we'll Deal yeah, with that with that blue check mark, you, you might over. as well uh, yep. move on. What'd you go to? New handle is at TylerMilner610. Don't like it. Don't like it at all, but I'm Mama, sorry, Mama man. Presley, she just followed me.
2: Yeah. Did I, tell, did I tell you I, I, Damn, I, I, I shook Ryan's hand at Ten Man Jam? Ryan Presley. Yep, he's sitting right behind us. I didn't know that. Yep. Come on, guys. Cowboy hat and all, full full blown. Good, good dude, solid dude.
1: Get out, get out here. He's hurting, man. It's it's. It, I can see it in his eyes. And we had to pour one out for that old one. He had got that thing up to seven, to over seven thousand followers.
3: He had mm. gotten that thing. And how up.
2: long do you think it'll take you to get this one back up? I don't know, right currently. Well,
3: hopefully not as long. He
1: doesn't have the blue check mark, which I know that's an issue there. I, I immediately start following him. He's up to four hundred and
3: two guys. Can we get I, to a I thousand? Followed you. I know you had. I'm probably gonna that's hold out. That's all right. <laughs> I just made it about a few hours ago. <laughs> I'm probably gonna hold out. Why? At I don't know. T- at t- I mean I I, I like I might just uh, I do like your hold real... off on getting any audio. Or, I really, uh, imaging I, for I, you. really think, <laughs> I really think
2: yeah. I I do like I do like your name being on there. Tyler Milner. I, I like that. I appreciate it. I appreciate Tyler real Milner 16. That six whole that minutes. whole not that he did that, he just did T Mill the T-Mill, real deal. T-Mill, but real the whole deal. the whole don't you do do you do real Ron in the show? Yeah. I had to, somebody. You had to. Somebody had your name. Somebody
1: somebody immediately, once I got started going in this thing, just took They Ron hijacked the show your name and then tried to give me the buyer. For real? For real?
2: You, uh, and you were your cheap ass would didn't buy it?
1: Oh, no, I ain't buying it, especially at that time. I mean, you got to remember this is early <laughs> in the game, Jack. <laughs> it's a, it's a part-time money, baby. Uh, but, yeah, go ahead and follow him, man. Let's try to get him up yeah, to 1,000, man. He needs 600, and Clint's obviously not going to add to that. He's going to hold out. Well, I'm, I'm, uh, if, I want to I be a
2: significant number. I want to be a significant number. You be 1,000. I want to be 1,000. All right, let's do it right now. He's at 402.
1: This hurts him. He needs this, guys. Uh, at Tyler Milner. Sixteen at, at, at Tyler. And that's uh Tyler. If you don't know how to spell Tyler, then maybe you don't need to be following. Him. But
3: Milner, M I L E R six ten. Appreciate you giving it the shout out, man. Four hundred and two. You had to man. put the
2: old blue check mark to bed, huh? Just couldn't. Control oh, it just for now. Is man, it fair to it. say? Is it fair to say that there's maybe a little karma there? Just like you did, man. No, to that's Shoga the most you
3: frustrating part. Is look, I have no idea why hurt, Twitter yeah. decided to lock me out of my account. He's heard.
2: Well, I mean, I don't know why they did it either, but can, is it safe to say there's a little karma there? Though, I, I mean, I'm not. No. I'm not, the way you talk to show about it. No, there ain't uh, no karma. Well, maybe, maybe you should. think. Have you heard the way he talks to me. Well, I'm, uh, but I'm talking about specifically the blue check. You have really. Hell, you had a T-shirt with a blue check on it at one point. Well,
3: oh, I brought that for show to yeah, make made, him feel that, included. I mean, that, that was that was a little. Uncalled. And then he, the very a, same day, got a, food all over it. Was, yeah, yeah. If you wouldn't have
2: ruined, ruined it, it, it eating crawfish. I mean, that that. Good. Would, I mean that was a, that was a very solid. Do you still? Did you get the crawfish guts out of it?
1: Nah, no, I've, I've used it to run in it though. Last tweet from uh, at T Mill Real Deal December 11. Oh, the sorry, Santa Claus bro. is the best Christmas movie ever. You won't convince me otherwise.
2: So try to convince that him, it. That was it. Try to convince him otherwise. That was the last one at, at Tyler Milner 610.
3: If you want, I guess, but yeah, don't don't go tweeting at uh, Real Deal T Mill or T Mill Real Deal. somebody
1: follow them, guys. Let's go get it together here, man. Yeah, man. One more time.
2: Damn, that was good. God, ah, that does yeah. get me every time. Melvin Taylor, <clears> in time Baytown, Texas, time. in the Commons at Lee High School, man. <laughs> oh, Ginger Nation, Damn, Melvin don't Taylor. do build Taylor, that, that one thing. in your plums. Every ah, time. dog
1: boy, I sure I sure hate that. I, sure I bet old
2: Ed Tuttle knows a little bit about them old boys the more boys demand.
1: Oh yeah. I bet he does. Huh? What do you think? What do you think? What do you think his day's like? What do you think a day, a, a a life in the day of Ed Tuttle Jones
2: is? I think it's easy money.
1: I feel like Ed plays plays bones. Well, you out there a lot of dominoes. Those who may not know what that means, I feel like he play a lot of bones, just chill, just a little drink. Plays a little, a little golf. You think he so, play a little golf? That's where I've run into him. I've run into oh, him so
2: has- two or three times in, in uh, at golf tournaments recently. Had, I had just a
1: did, I just I, didn't know if Ed's back was still working with him. Oh uh,
2: yeah, no Ed looks like he can still play now. Really? Yeah, but the way he walks, the way he talks, the way he looks, everything. He, he looks like he can still mm. play right now. No question. No question about it. Maybe, maybe he'll tell us. Maybe he'll tell us he thinks he got a good, another a good strong ten snaps in him or
1: something. Mm. So you. Th- so he looked that good.
2: No question. Really. Absolutely, zero doubt about it. Um, he's seventy-one. I'd I'd give I'd give Ed a, a a good.
1: See, that's crazy. You would think with everything we know now, a guy seventy-one at that time, at that time frame, with how we've seen players' knees are and bodies would be beat up, but it ain't. And the complete different rules that they have now. They, there's no rules of protect. Ed played protecting you, and he's just rolling around. Seventy-one years old. You are saying he's looking good? I'd give Ed
2: late fifties.
1: That's not, That's what he looked like. Mm-hmm. You. That's what you'd have thought.
2: No, I mean I knew. Obviously, I know. Dude, you Ed, know, but yeah. I'm just saying, if you walked up, a, I may have. I may reference. have had a poster on my wall of the old, the old really? Day defense. Yeah. yeah, it
1: was also that? Uh, Bob Lilly. Sorry, I
2: don't know why. Was Bob a little before Ed?
1: Was he? I, mean, I feel like they were. I feel like they were in the same run. There's, I'm sure there's an old Cowboys fan out there who's gonna text in to let us know if it if it was. Um, all right, um, as we uh, as we hopefully get a chance to talk to Ed Tuttle Jones is uh, uh, he is gonna be a part of this uh, Texas Bowl coming up, Clint? I uh, I I'm I was sitting here thinking about what I'm more what I was more shocked by yesterday, Lovey Smith's defensive approach. Cause I, it blew me away when Lovey blitzed both inside linebackers early in the game to produce a sack. I said, "Oh, he's he's going aggressive." Right, I haven't right, seen right, Lovey right. that aggressive. Or the fact that Rex Burkhead didn't get a didn't get one carry in the game. One I thought they were gonna wear Rex out. I really did. I thought they were gonna wear Rex out, and he didn't get one carry. I I don't know which one I'm more. I, I I'll say this. I'm more surprised. That Lovey's defense was that aggressive. I cannot believe that. I cannot believe he sent it a blitz. He sent one late in the overtime when Cashman got in there to grab to get a sack. You just, as you said, I thought you thought he was going to play in the vein that he did against the Dolphins, and he would be that level of aggressive or, or that level of aggressive, which was nothing. Just set back and try to play his own and allow Tua to put, pick him apart. But no, man, he said, no, I'm attacking. Mahomes and company, and it worked, and I and I clearly believe it caught Andy Reid and company off guard in the way they they uh, they went about things because they were surprised that they were playing that aggressively.
2: Yeah, look, I mean, I, I think he definitely shook them up a few times on defense, and and that's that's really you know ideally when when you when you play the bend don't break, the the perfect case scenario is right, you 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 surprise them. When you bring the pressure, they're not expecting it. You disguise it well enough, and boom, it's right there in your face, and then their guys can't – they can't respond. They don't have time to respond. And so, um, yeah, I thought, he, I thought he did a good job. I tell you, it really scared me yesterday because he was having to play um, from a personnel perspective. They were – we talked about this a little bit Friday before the game. The Texans were having to leave three linebackers in the game, three true linebackers in the game. Uh, way way more often than I think Lovey wanted to. He was having to leave two true linebackers and Tavier Thomas in the ball game way more often than he wanted to in some critical situations. But that's that's where Christian Harris comes into play, right? And and then all of a sudden you look up and Christian Kirksey goes down briefly and and you got to you got to throw somebody in there. So I thought again, Lovey did a great job overall, but he did a really good job of of um dealing with the linebacker shortage of DB situation versus one of the best offenses that we've seen in the NFL over the last several years. That's right.
1: All right. Um, As we get ready here for the Texas Bowl coming up right here at Houston, in Houston at NRG, between Ole Miss and Texas Tech, a part of this year's uh, Texas Bowl gridiron legends class is the great Ed Tutal-Jones. He joins us right now. Congratulations, Ed. Hey, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on the show. No problem, man. As I, I, as uh, as we get ready for this bowl game, and you're going in this class, and and how many years you played, I I just always love to talk to guys who played in the era that you did, and I'm sure you. Do you enjoy watching today's football? Do you enjoy watching what what you see week in and week out in the NFL compared to
4: what you played? I love the game. A little concerned about the rule changes, but I totally understand the rule changes. You know, with the concussion protocol and all that. they're concerned with, but I just hope with all these new rule changes, I understand some more about to take place that it doesn't turn fans like myself off from the game.
2: Let's, let's talk a little bit about how they're protecting these quarterbacks too tall. I mean, right now, um, I, I know that the league meetings were going on last week, I think, and, and they were, they were reviewing the way that they handle, uh, the, the roughing the passer calls. How do you think you'd fare today in today's game with, with these ticky tack, uh, roughing the passer calls they make?
4: Well, first of all, I wouldn't be able to play defensive end at 6'9". I'd have to play offensive tackle. Uh, And the reason being is because uh, I led with my head just to make sure I was low enough to protect my legs. You know, the chop block was legal all 15 years that I played. It was banned the year I retired. (laughs) So um, in order to protect myself, and the reason why I was able to play 15 years and never miss a game was because – I led with my head every play, then I would come with my arm to su- separate. Well, leading with your head today get your penalty every every play. So uh, it would be a totally different uh, game for me today trying to play defense.
1: I hear that here with us, uh, Ed Tutal-Jones, Jones, uh, who is uh, going to be a part of the uh, the the latest class of the Grid Iron Legends at the Texas Bowl uh, here between Ole Miss and Texas Tech. Uh, Ed, uh what so what's what's the day like now for you as you uh, as you are retired now from the game? Uh what what is uh what does Ed Too Tall Jones do uh every day as he's uh as he's well, rolling through life?
4: I decided years ago and I also prayed a lot. Number one, I prayed to get out with my legs. I love the outdoors, I love doing things, I love staying active, I love staying busy, and I formed a company over forty years ago. Um with some guys, and the promise they had to make me was that they would never retire. I've only—it was four of us, and uh, since then we've lost one, unfortunately. But uh, we're still very active. We get involved in as many things as we possibly can. I won't go into all that, but uh, I'm more active now than I was when I played, and I'm enjoying every minute of it.
2: Yeah, uh, you—you and I got a chance to talk at a at a couple of different golf tournaments here. Uh, recently, but but more in depth over in in uh, in Beaumont, man, and and uh, you, you told me a little bit about uh, a, a podcasting concept that that you're doing um, and that you've been doing. Can can you tell us a little bit about that? Where folks can find you and and uh, and and where that's at in terms of of what you guys are up to?
4: Uh, Randy White and I, my teammate Randy White, the master. Uh, he and I have a podcast, but ours a little different than your typical podcast that you can tune in. Uh, every Monday or Wednesday at a certain time. Um, What we're doing is um, there's a lot of networks out there uh, that need material. And um, we are just shooting a lot of uh, shows. And then what our PR firm will do is just go sell it to these different networks, whether they want five shows, 10 shows, or what have you. We're just building a big library and it's called, Life, legends, and sport. So it's not just about all sports. I mean, it's about just things that we deal with uh, from day to day, uh, on a daily basis. And Rand is a great guy to work with, a fun guy to work with, and uh, you take combined, the two of us have 29 years of experience uh, uh, in, in the NFL. So I think there's something that we can pass along to the public that will be helpful and enjoyable.
1: Mm. All right, Ed. Appreciate you so much, and once again, congratulations for being a part of the latest Gridiron Legends class. And uh, it was good to catch up with you. Thank you, guys. All right, that's Ed tutal Jones. As again, as we said, as the uh, as the Texas Bowl is coming up here in Houston at NRG, he is a the latest member uh, to be a part of this uh, Texas Bowl Gridiron Legends class. All right, coming up. Uh, listen, the Astros made a big move a move that I know many of you are going to love. We'll give
2: you the latest and all the numbers uh, in regards to that. That's coming up next.